Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm in the beautiful Spurgeon Library studio, as always. And today I have with me uh, another Midwestern colleague, not uh, Ronnie Kurtz this morning, but Jordan Wilbanks, who is Midwestern Seminary and Spurgeon College's Director of Church Partnerships. How you doing, brother? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me. We, we've got our masks on. So if we sound a little muffled, we do, <laughs> because we're in the studio together. That's right. We, we probably should have done Skype or something. That way, you could be mask-free and everything would just be uh, smooth sounding like silk. I'd rather be with you, Jared. Okay. <laughs> even with the mask, even though we see through a mask dimly, that's true. We can still we we can still carry on. Um, hey, so I want to talk to you this morning about the importance of seminary in relation to church-based. Uh, spiritual formation, discipleship, training for ministry. And I thought really we would just start with kind of kicking around the problem. Like uh, there's a common critique, there's a common sort of complaint about what seminary does or has done or can do related to church ministry, limitations of seminary related to um, I guess on the ground reality. <laughs> right. What are some right. of the complaints that you hear? How would you articulate the way um, some of that concern is, is voiced, the problem, so to speak? Sure. Uh, a lot of the time I see it more than hear it in the sense of uh, having a conversation with a pastor and uh, there's a not so subtle eye roll uh, <laughs> when discussing even themselves in seminary, but but seminary students, and there's some stereotypes that have been earned at times. But, uh, like stereotypes of, of what? Like what kind of stereotypes? In, in the sense of you know losing touch a little bit while you're in academia okay. with with the the true. So it sucks reality. you out of the church world, kind of, and you're in this bubble. That's right, okay. and okay. and it's not necessarily unique to seminary. It's it's true of any field, but but in the sense of you know if you are, you know, your nose is in a book most of the time and not, um, you're not in the context of, of real people, real struggles, real doubts, um, just real life. Uh, it's, it's hard sometimes to try to, to straddle both worlds and, and, uh, pastors, um, can sometimes feel a little bit, um, exasperated with trying to, to work with a, a seminary student, um, or even just, um, thinking about again their their own experience in seminary and realizing how far they've come in the years since then because they've actually uh, educated their education with real life, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but so it's not necessarily a, an insurmountable problem or necessarily even a an evil or bad problem. It's just a sense of of how can we think about education in the most practical way so that we aren't you know, losing touch with reality. We aren't losing our heads in the clouds of Herman Bobbing, which we want to read Herman Bobbing. <laughs> sure. But not so that we can't continue to have conversations with John and Susie and whoever at the church. Yeah. I mean, is, is you know, part of that, um, you know, I want to talk about more solutions in, in, in a moment. Sure. Um, but is, is part of it, um, could it be solved simply by seminary students actually being active members of a church, whether they're serving in a ministry role per se, of, you know, vocational role or something, right. but they're just a member of a church. Um, that goes a long way, doesn't it? Just, 
you know, being a, a you know part of a body to sort of offsetting some of these concerns? Honestly, I think that goes most of the way. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I really do. And and the way that I talk about seminary education is that your your primary education is in the local church, and seminary is a complement. Okay. To your real education that has been going on since you became a believer. Right. So what are the limitations? I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, we're both employed by a seminary. Right. So, <laughs> but the seminary is not the church. And, right. it, and it's not even designed to do what the church uh, is, is designed to do. There can be some overlap in terms of, you know, educational uh, dissemination and that sort of thing. Um, but what makes the seminary the seminary? And why should we not necessarily expect that it should do what the church should do anyway? Right. That's a great question, and and we've all seen the articles, uh, you know, that come out, you know, somewhat regularly. The things, ten things I didn't learn in seminary, right. that sort of thing, and uh, and those drive me nuts, by the way, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, to, it, it kind of feels like an excuse, like like a blame shifting, right, right. Because sometimes I think, you know, seminary can only teach so much that's anyway. Exactly. That's like, exactly my Did you response. want a 200-hour MDiv? Is that what you wanted? Right. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, as if anybody would enjoy a 200-hour MDiv anyway. <laughs> Nobody would. Nobody would. Uh, but, but, yes, I have the same reaction. Um, and, and I think sometimes that those articles get written from someone trying to just portray reality to those that are thinking about seminary, just so you know, right? Okay. you are not going to receive everything you need. Yeah. So it's not a knock on seminary per se. It's just I, trying to say... I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope okay. so. Because I do not want to cast seminary out, clearly. Uh, yeah. I believe in what we're doing here, and I think it's extremely valuable because there's only really one unique season available to most people that have access to seminary. Uh, this is the unique season when they get to have this intensive time of study surrounded by others who are doing the same thing. Um, but we are doing it a disservice if we treat it as if this is the time of training. And that's that's kind of how we categorize it. It, it is a time of training, uh, but but in the local church, there's there's just so much more. Um, you just, you know, gain through just being around the, the church and the, and the real life of people. Um, this comes alongside that. And I think that um, we can we can have both. We just have to do it wisely and and think practically, even in terms of having the, the structure of a seminary curriculum. Yeah. Um, so your role here, your particular role here, is really. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's an attempt at bridging that perceived gap in really the larger vision for. Uh, Midwestern, which is a seminary that exists for the church, right? That we want to, in you know, remarry theological education, uh, formal theological, you know, education to the life of the local church, to the heart of the local church. That's right. We we are affirming as an institute, as a parachurch institution, that the church is God's plan A mm-hmm. for the world, right? And, and there is no plan B. Um, therefore, if we want to be as close to the heart of God and and His mission in the world. We want to be as close to the local church and the purpose of the local church as we can be. Um, And so your role then as director of church partnerships is, broadly speaking, what what do you facilitate, lead, that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, you've said it well. Um, You know, I think that, for one, my role doesn't exist if 
for the church is not the vision of Midwestern. And yeah. so because that's true, my job exists. Um, and so I'm thankful for, for the, just kind of the vision of, of this, this school, this uh, leadership team that we have. Um, but, but yeah, I would say connecting our students to the life of, of the local church as much as possible and also continuing to resource church leaders and pastors with resources that we have that, that aren't always accessible to just any given local body. Um, and so you're right that the, that the seminary is not the church, and yet it's made up of the church members. And so from, you know, a variety of different churches, but I, I would like to think of, instead of viewing them as separate entities, um, just kind of a subset of the church that is injecting health, like a medic almost okay. to uh, the church body, which is always, you know, showing itself needing and needful of, of Christ's redemption um, because, you know, the church will always, um, need to be reminded of its comparison to Gomer. Um, and so we need to continue strengthening the leadership of that church. And then the seminary is meant to do that. And that is a, an a, amazing endeavor, um, that I'm ex- excited to be a part of. And yet, um, yeah, my role here is, is kind of helping to provide educational opportunities to those within the church body, uh, more broadly than just church leaders, but also helping those that are training to be church leaders uh, to remember the the reality of life in, in the local church and actual situations that church leaders face so that as they're taking theology one, theology two, hermeneutics, that sort of thing, they can remember that actually most people are scared by the word hermeneutics and you need to know that. <laughs> right, uh, right. And so we need to kind of be able to translate this education for the life of real believers. So part of it is uh, an effort at kind of demystifying theological education, you know, Completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are some of the things you do? Like what are, um, what's on your plate on a weekly, monthly, annual basis to accomplish yeah, these means? Right, yeah. Well, we, we kind of have a top-down menu um, in the sense of top-down meaning just from like approaching church leaders to approaching, you know, my, my nephew uh, or anybody okay. in, in the local church um, who has no intention ever of pursuing seminary. Um, we want to provide educational opportunities and, and bridge that gap um, as much as possible. And so uh, the For the Church Institute is, is an initiative that we have been, we've been discussing for close to four years now, and it's come out this past, this past summer, and that is uh, an attempt to give a church a resource that helps grow biblical literacy, strengthen churches from the inside out. That's the phrasing that we use okay. often. And so that's that's kind of targeted at providing education for the the average church member that typically you would think is only available to a seminary student. Right. So we're we're trying to kind of flip things around a little bit and help people grow in their confidence um, with the Word of God and just knowing God, believing that they can know Him through His Word. Yeah. Um, so that that initiative for the Church Institute, we're offering classes uh, for free. By the way, uh, that we use our our incredible faculty here, including yourself, uh, to, to teach classes that... Incredible uh, faculty, and also me. Is including that, <laughs> That's you. what you meant, okay. You're, you're instrumental, <laughs> integral... Yeah, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. To, to, ...to that phrasing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, so we have classes like theology, uh, covering subjects like your books, the story of everything, Christian worldviews, sorts of things. Um, we have um, a church history class. You know, we want to we want to make that stuff available to yeah. accountants, JV soccer coaches, and 
you know, everybody in the it's church. Video-based? They're video-based yeah, and, okay. and meant to be discussion-based as well. And right. so there's a video, but it's not a dominant video where all you do is have time to watch a lecture. That's right. It's, it's like a 15, 15 minutes minute or so yeah, yeah. so that a pastor can, can then lead a discussion from that and help you know, kind of do the extra work of even some necessary translation yeah. from those. And you guys have got, you have study guides for that there, as well, there right? Are discussion guides provided okay. for those. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, constantly talking about For the Church Institute with pastors who are learning that this type of thing is even available. Um, and many pastors are, are looking for uh, something like this because it's it's not a curriculum they have to write. It's, it's really just kind of a plug and play uh, that, that helps. You can inject it tomorrow in the life of your church and, and then we think uh, can help your people grow. Um, so that's, that's like kind of our, our easiest accessible, you yeah. know, layer of, of partnering with a church. But then we also offer um, different venues for church-based theological education beyond that for those that really want to just kind of intensely study in the context of their church. That, that's something that I would love to talk with pastors about um, for their own uh, body of believers. Um, we, we have numerous ways to uh, to provide accredited and um, just kind of certificate level education for just that, uh, that insatiable church member that has to keep learning, just is always asking questions, always wanting to read yeah. what you're reading, that sort of thing. And we love that. We want to see that grow. Um, all the way up to our on-campus MDiv students uh, who, again, we're trying to connect, r- remind them about the, the reality of, of local church leadership and real-life struggles. We, we have a program called the Timothy Track, uh, which, which I came here actually to build and run. That was, that was my first you know, initial reason for coming to Midwestern. And uh, this program, we connect with uh, pastors and churches in our immediate area of Kansas City and that's, again, that's for residential MDiv students, but um, we are really trying to create the most robust seminary experience possible. Again, not losing them in the, in the clouds of academia, right. but still drawing from the value and resources of academia, but also keeping them plugged in with the life of a local church. We have a pastor that mentors them. They join this church. Um, the, the pastor walks through uh, really the life of, of their church with them. They pop the hood is, is kind of a term we've used yeah. um, on, on real life um, over the course of a year, and they get a scholarship through the program. It's, it's a really sweet deal for a student, but again, the, 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 main, the main emphasis is kind of thinking longevity. We want to set you up yeah. as a guy training for ministry, as a young lady training for ministry leadership. We want to set you up for longevity and having someone that can just kind of really speak in at that first stage of formation in in, in the academic sense, uh, but also kind of thinking more practically about leading an actual church. We have someone that speaks in and, and helps walk you through uh, what their church life has been like. About how many churches in, in our area are participating in the, in the Timothy track? It's about 40 okay. uh, that we've had total. Um, it, uh, any given year, it's less than that. Sure. But we've had over, this is our fourth year. And so we've had about 40 churches in the KC Metro. And, and what's the benefit to them? What's the benefit to the church? Well, uh, I call myself a happy idealist. And so <laughs> I'll say that they get the privilege of uh. contributing to a reality that I believe in, which is that we can actually together change the Midwest. Okay. I think that that's engaging pretty op- in, that's pretty optimistic. It, it is, it is, <laughs> and and I'm happy about it. But um, 
I think that together with the churches and this the the resources resources of this school, we can we can change the Midwest by uh, having pastors that are faithful put their fingerprints on the formation of future pastors and leaders and sending them out. And I think statistically, I don't know the actual statistic, but it's it's more likely that a student from a seminary will end up pastoring at a church within a few hundred miles of where they actually go to school. Okay. Um, that may be an old stat, but I've heard that before, and and I'll just believe it for this context. Uh, <laughs> okay. But even even if not, yeah. still sending sending out more experienced, um, just more seasoned graduates who have real expect like realistic expectations about what the real life is going to be like, and softening that first period uh, of uh, the shock of stepping into the real life. We we don't want students leading the first business meeting they've ever been in, if that makes sense. Right, right. Uh, and that's happened a lot to a lot of our brothers in ministry. <laughs> yes. And you may be uh, knowingly uh, nodding <laughs> your head there. But um, we'd love to have that safety net of, of these students being able to to uh, watch and experience that stuff kind of with the guidance of, of experienced pastors ahead of them. Yeah, so. so the student is getting on the ground, embedded in a church, you know, practical training, so to right. speak, that is running alongside or complementing their theological education. So you you don't have to think of seminary when you come here as I've I've got to jump out of ministry training or basically put ministry training on hold for four years. That's right. To train for ministry at a at an academic institution through the Timothy track, you're able to be serving in a church in in a, you know vocational role. Receiving mentorship there that is uh, complementing what you're receiving. That's right. It's, uh, I mean, they're stepping in as an intern within the leadership team of a local church, and uh, quite the opposite from putting ministry on hold uh, in whatever way that they think they would. Um, we're actually, I would say, augmenting the yeah. experience by not only putting you into that leadership team uh, of that particular local church, but you're also there's a cohort of other students that are doing the same thing at other churches around the city. And so there's a lot of processing. There's a lot of just yeah. kind of team, you know, kind of evaluation of, of different ideas you're learning, experiences you're having. You know, you get you get a lot of chances, touch points to to process these things out loud and and really think well with other brothers and sisters who who are doing something similar. Yeah, so then when they when when they're on this campus then there is some sort of program uh, for the, all the Timothy Track students, right? I mean, they're serving in different churches all over the city. Right. But y- you have something ongoing here, right? Some kind of gathering monthly or something for them to kind of do that? That's right. So, well, they actually do two classes in the fall and the spring together as okay. a group. Okay. Uh, one is a practicum, which is kind of guided by their, their pastor, but there's discussion that they do with the rest of the group. Sure. Um, and then there's another class that they actually have a, a group project that they do with other Timothy Track students who are at other churches. Right. Um, and so they do that. But then we also, uh, yes, once a month, roughly, we have uh, a time for them to go to one of our local churches that's partnering with us. That pastor teaches the whole group for a night on something really practical, practical, like uh, how to balance marriage and family life mm. with church life. Where is that? The kind of stuff they don't teach you in the, seminary. The kind of things that you Allegedly. don't learn in seminary. Allegedly. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So what does is, what is relational conflict actually look like? How do you handle yeah. that as a pastor? Yeah. What does handling a crisis look like? How do you pastor during suffering when you're suffering as a pastor? Not to mention pastoring sufferers. Yeah. Um, 
building a, a culture of discipleship. These are all subjects we've talked about at those nights. So we're trying to kind of, again, bridge that gap and cover topics that we get accused of not covering sort of as a seminary. Yeah. Um, so that we're pr- trying to provide, again, the most robust possible experience and, you can and have. And the other bef- you know, benefit to the student, you, you, you briefly mentioned this, but if you could kind of elaborate, there's sure. this, a scholarship, yes, for yes. a particular length of time? That's right. So for that, uh, it's a one-year program, okay. uh, which we hope really becomes uh, much longer in terms of experience and, and relationship. But the, the commitment is for a one-year internship in which that during that year, uh, calendar year, the students receive a 50% tuition scholarship okay. for all on-campus or t- or a practicum classes that they take. Uh, so it's, it's a huge benefit, even just on the financial side. And I would even say that's a lesser benefit to, to what they're gaining through the sure. experience. Okay. So if a, if a local church or a prospective student anywhere who's mm-hmm. thinking of residential education uh, wanted to know more about the Timothy Track, the church wanted to know how we, might we host this or, or have a Timothy Track student or a student wanted to know how do, how do I you know, take part in that, what do they do? How do they contact you? Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, so we do have a website that, that, you know, anyone could just check out. And you could just go to mbts.edu backslash Timothy Track, and okay. you could find it that way or through our graduate studies page uh, on the site. But, but you could just reach out to me directly. I would love to talk to anybody that's interested, whether that's a prospective student or a pastor. Um, and you, anyone could reach me, Jay Wilbanks, J-W-I-L-B-A-N-K-S at mbts.edu. Happy to talk to anyone that, that would be interested. Awesome. That's one L in Wilbanks. That's one L. Yeah. <laughs> I make that mistake. It, it may a have bit. been published on Charlie's.com with two once, <laughs> thanks to someone else in this room. Oh no. Uh, but <laughs> Which is weird because there's only one L in Wilson. <laughs> but, but, right. So I don't know like why why I would make that mistake. I don't know. But, I don't know. But it's you're not the only one. You're not the only All one. All right. So if, if if it bounces back, you probably got more than one L in there and you need to take that L out. Just the one. Yeah. If you want to know more about the Timothy track, you can find uh, the information as Jordan said on the website or you can reach out to him as well. Um, it, it's it's great, I think, being able to serve an institution that loves the local church Amen. and serves the local church. Yeah. And when I came here, uh, myself, just speaking personally, I, I was won over by that vision, mm-hmm. but I came with kind of uh, a little bit of, like with, a, with an arched eyebrow, like, is this just a slogan? Because <laughs> if this is just a slogan, like, I'm, I'm out. And so kind of keeping, my, you know, my eye on things from <laughs> from, right. from my corner of the room anyway. Yep. Um, I've, I've just, in the last six years, been pleased to say, no, like, this is actually the lifeblood of this place. Absolutely. Um, from everything uh, from, you know, professors who uh, serve as pastors, lay That's pastors, right. and, yep. you know, or bivo pastors at local churches to things like our church partnership uh, endeavors and the Timothy Track. Brother, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great just chatting with you. And dear listener, if you enjoy what you hear, please give us a good review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.